Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Hello and welcome to episode number eight of Heart and Soul. My name is Elisa. Today I'm going to be talking about religion and the sex addict. Normally I try to limit myself to 10 or 12 minutes, sometimes 15, but today I'm really going to take my time and just talk. I've got some notes here, but there are some things that are weighing on me and I'm going to go through each one of these points and just work my way through them and get some things off my chest. This is an important topic to me because I grew up in a religious environment where there was so much shit going on um, behind closed doors. And yet the people in the congregation, and this was nothing but a pure cult, we're not talking uh, we're not talking a regular church. This is just a cult. There's no, no other way to explain it. So you have these different extremes. Um, and they come, the extremes come with all religions. There's this idea of making things seem a certain way while saying something different with your mouth. I'm going to pretend that dot, dot, dot. But really dot, 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 dot. Like there's always more going on behind closed doors than, than anyone could ever imagine. And once you look at what's happening with religious leaders, you, you see that there's this breakdown that happens emotionally and mentally, and yes, even spiritually a lot of times, because there's so much pressure to be perfect. And then, you know, of course they will say, but no one is perfect. You know, no one is perfect. Um, but I'm allowed to be human, you know, and then uh, the mistakes are made or, you know, they slip up or backslide or whatever the terminology is. They go through that and then they come back with a testimony or a book or, you know, a, a new website that talks about how they overcame. But how many people actually work through the shit that's actually going on underneath the surface. What happens when you remove the suit, when you take the microphone out of the person's hand, when there is no audience, when the wife is no longer there, when the children are not there, when he is not in lecturing mode? There's a lot going on. This is an important topic to me because I was hurt by people who were church leaders and in working through forgiving those people I have found my own path I have found my own way and so there's a feeling of wanting to share something with those people so that one they can stop the bullshit and they can stop hurting potentially but two so that they can stop hurting other people because when the people that you entrust 
with your well-being emotionally, mentally, spiritually hurt you, it can really fuck you up. So one, it should be a wake-up call that you shouldn't be trusting anyone with those parts of yourself. No one else is responsible for you. No one. There are people who can lead you and guide you. But when we are taught to entrust ourselves to others, to rely on them for guidance, then we become vulnerable. You can either you know, choose to be vulnerable and choose to be under someone else's thumb, or you can open your eyes and, you know, see for yourself and, you know, hear for yourself. You can do those things, but there will always be people who feel that they need to be under someone else's leadership. There will always be those. And as long as there are those people, then I think that those people, if they're not going to hurt themselves, and if they're not going to hurt others, then the bullshit really has to stop. So let's take a look at some of these things. Let's look at the rituals that happen in religious environments. The the rituals are there to convince other people and to convince the ever-watching God that, you know, these people are real and they're true and they're doing what they quote unquote should be doing. The rituals are there to convince those who are watching that you are doing what you should be doing, that you are who you say you are, that they should be giving you their money, that they should be trusting you, that they should lean on you, that they should follow you. That is a lot of responsibility. And so if you're going to be the kind of person who's in that position and you sincerely want to help people, then you're going to have to start working through things. You have to work through them. Stop covering them up. Stop using um, rituals to distract from the fact that you're hurting, that you're confused, that you're addicted. Because I have pastors who call me on Saturday night and then they go preach on Sunday. I have pastors, I have ministers and Muslim leaders even, people from many different organized religions who call and do things in secrecy, who see hookers, who go to prostitutes, and then they go and lead their congregation, lead their people, lead their flock. But they are embracing, notice the wording here, they are embracing their own addiction. You know, making excuses for it. Well, God knows I'm human. God knows I'm a man. And then telling, you know, uh, impressionable young people that they should be doing this, that they should be living this way, that homosexuality is wrong. And yet they themselves are bending over taking dick several times a week. The bullshit has to stop. This is so important to me because I'm seeing so much of it. And those numbers are growing. The rituals don't cover up anything. And the God that you are serving still sees what you're doing. Isn't that what you teach? That he's all watching, that he sees everything, he knows everything, he knows your heart, even if you don't act out on it. 
So why is it so difficult to cut out the bullshit and to talk about what's bothering you? What's your truth? Do you really like dick? Do you really like men? Do you feel like um, a woman in a man's body? Are you unhappy in your marriage? Are you one of those people who did what you were supposed to do? And now that you're in this position, you feel trapped. You have to work through those things. Because running to BDSM, running to your addiction, suppressing the feelings and not running to your addiction, but suppressing until you explode. None of these things are helpful. None of these things help you to move forward. And while you may think that you're fooling people, you may be. But can you imagine the toxic stuff that's flowing through you and touching the very people that you say you love? Can you imagine that the God who created you is looking at you and seeing straight through you and your bullshit? There's a difference between, you know, struggling with addiction and just absolutely embracing it. And I suppose that what I'm really doing today is addressing those individuals who are just embracing their addiction. Maybe they've given up and they just don't think that they have what it takes to combat their addiction. Or maybe they are just fucking horny and, you know, they... They believe that they deserve to feel good sexually. You know, whatever the explanation is, they are here. They are in the lifestyle in huge numbers. The ritual doesn't cover it up, guys. The ritual is a distraction. Because the harder you work to keep your secrets, the more we don't believe you. Because people see it. People see it. If you really feel like you are supposed to be a religious leader, and if you really feel that your life is supposed to have you in a role where you lead people and they follow you, and you receive messages, and you're supposed to pass them on, and you need to do something about addiction. You need to address it. Covering it up with rituals doesn't work. What does work? Figuring out what your triggers are. Being honest about how you feel. Being honest about your frustrations and your fears and, you know, childhood pains and maybe child, childhood abuse or, you know, things that aren't going well in your family or the community or your church or your synagogue. Just being honest is huge. Being a person of integrity is huge. Not working so hard to cover up, but taking that energy that you use to cover up, redirect that energy to do some soul searching. Stop hiding behind your religious texts. Stop hiding behind your rituals. Stop hiding behind your title. It's not working. 
you know how it's I know it's not working I know it's not working because there's so many of you in the lifestyle and so many of you have gotten lost and I mean really lost BDSM is one of those places where you can see what a person is involved in and you know how deep the voids are there are certain things that if you are involved in them then it says a great deal about how dark your space is your soul is if you will how dark your energy is there are certain things that if you are craving them you've gotten lost my friend I don't want to be uh, detailed about those things because it's not necessarily about the act it's more about what the act reveals it's more about what the fetish reveals the rituals don't hide anything they may make you feel secure they may help you to keep under wraps what it is that you're hiding but the rituals don't solve anything they're a nice distraction from the darkness that you're battling with but they're not going to solve anything and the more that you use rituals to be in the dark in order to allow yourself to be in the dark about what you're doing the deeper your addiction goes okay and people's rituals are different it could be reading your religious text or it could be praying or it could be being in church seven days a week it could be what whatever I mean there are just so many rituals lighting a candle um, you know praying on your knees as opposed to praying with your hands up in the air it could be you know praying with a group of men because women taint the space that you're in and yet at the same time you go and you pray with those men and you bow with them in unison and then you've got porn on your computer and you know you've got a daughter that you want to protect and you want her to grow up in a better world and yet you are breaking down the very fabric of the community that she's being raised in I'm having this talk I'm doing this podcast because I think it's time for someone to be real with religious leaders about their bullshit I'm saying it in my own way I'm not using religious texts to back it up I'm simply speaking truth I'm not saying that a power out there in the universe is speaking through me I'm simply speaking the truth your bullshit is your bullshit your rituals don't hide anything your lies aren't hiding anything because it shows up it shows up in your ability to connect with the people around you it shows up in the way that you see people in the way that you regard them the way that you interact with them it shows up in so many ways you're not fooling anyone well actually you may be you're probably fooling a lot of people 
But how fulfilling is that? Really, how fulfilling is that? What are your frustrations? What are your fears? What are you hiding from? What are you running from? Rituals don't solve these things. Rituals can help give you a sense of stability. Uh, they can help you to recalibrate, if you will. But they don't help you to work through bullshit. And when I say bullshit, I'm not being callous with this word, but I mean there are some things in life that potentially have, uh, that have the potential to just beat you down, you know, until you feel like nothing. It, life just gets real and it gets hard. And there are things that maybe from your past or your present that just break you down to nothing. When you hide those things and you try to sugarcoat them, it's like putting, trying to dress up bullshit in candy, you know, and then you're passing that shit out to people and trying to act like it's amazing. No, it's still bullshit. You can't pass your pain off as holy. You can't pass your addiction off as holy. One of the most dangerous things that happens with religious leaders is that they will do the right thing for the wrong reason. And their addiction is connected to them, to, to their actions. And so you see a lot of times um, religious leaders doing things to help people. But you know, what he's really doing is... Um, He's getting a feel for you. He's reading you. He's seeing what your weaknesses are. And it's only a matter of time before that prayer session turns into blowjob sessions. It's only a matter of time before you're inappropriate with this person or that person. How long is it before you... Um, how long is it before you you start saying that God is using you for this or that when really it's about you doing what you want to do so that you can get what you want? Someone needs to speak up and call out what's happening in religious settings. It's real, it's ugly, and it's getting worse. I spent some time on Twitter today just looking at, um, you know, the wording of people's Twitter posts or their tweets, rather. And a lot of it is, you know, using religion um, to dress up what's happening, using religion to sugarcoat and using religion to to make things seem a certain way. And the feeling was, well, I want to recruit you. You need to come and join my group. We've got it right. We've cracked the code. We've figured it out. But I don't see people talking about the triggers, the pain, the frustration, the realness. I just see them hiding behind religion to sell something, to sell their own um, religion, to sell their own, um, this image of themselves being holy or perfect. Look at me, I've figured it out. 
you know, I've got this Twitter account and I've got these followers who believe in me and who trust me and God is using me. Religion and the sex addict. I, I think it needs to be thought through again. I think that those who are involved in religion, whatever the religion may be, need to wake up. Stop using rituals to hide behind. Um, to hide from. It's not hiding behind. It's hiding from something. Stop running. Stop hiding. Stop bullshitting. And definitely stop sugarcoating your your bullshit and wrapping it up and trying to sell it in a book or a CD or a sermon. Everyone is not doing this, of course, and I fully suspect that I will get a number of messages, you know, with Bible scriptures and whatever. Um, those people will be blocked. I'm not interested in arguing. I simply speak the truth. I see this. I see men calling me and crying and saying I'm lost and I have to preach tomorrow or I have to lead a group tomorrow I'm lost I can't find my way out of this they are more real with me than they are with others in their religious setting because they have face they have to save face you know they, they can't show how bad it is Whatever it is that you know about them, it's a hundred times worse. They are a hundred times more involved. If you hear about one scandal, there are 50, more than likely. If you hear about one woman, there are probably seven or eight, or there've been at least 20. Whatever it is that slips out through the cracks, what is being held back is so much more than most people would ever know but i will hear about it and the reason i hear about it is because i'm not judging the person and so they feel pretty comfortable with me i'm not going to throw religious texts at them i'm not going to give them a guilt trip i do require them to be open and honest and real i do not allow them to bullshit me. I do not la allow them to hide. So it's real work with me and it's hard work. But bullshit doesn't. Um, it's not stood for here. It doesn't work. So what do I want to come out of this podcast? This is a longer podcast than normal. And I really don't like to talk about religion. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, that whatever people decide to do or to believe in, that's basically up to them. But this is weighing heavily on me because a large percentage of people are relying on religious leaders in order to be okay. You know, in order for their paths to be laid out in front of them, they are looking to other people. And the people that they are relying on for that guidance, 
are many times, many times, not all the time, but many times leading a double life. And so there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of pretense. There's a lot of um, face being saved. You know, people doing things in order to not get caught. Oh my goodness. This is an important topic to me because I'm seeing more of this. And I'm not seeing people deal with it effectively. I'm seeing sex addicts anonymous telling people to just abstain i'm telling that seeing them say you need to be sober and then those people are coming to me saying i was sober for 60 days you know i didn't have an orgasm for 60 days so their solution is just don't be sexual at all like don't this issue is about much more than the act of what the person is doing. It's about much more than what you see. Because religion and religious people are so accustomed to judging what people do. You will say that you don't do that, but that's what you do. You judge what people do, and so the person is inclined to hide the act. You see, it's so simple. The way that I work is, I say, what is the act? You know, as long as children and animals are not involved, then c continue the act until you work through it. Figure out what your trigger is. Why did you act out? Why did you do that? What were you missing? What was hurting? Why were you disappointed? Why were you crying? Why was your soul aching? What were you missing? What is the void that you were trying to fill? Don't cover up the act. Don't snatch the act away and say, look at me. I am holy now. You have to work through that shit. It is scary. It is hard. But it's doable. And it's much more effective than hiding behind rituals. It's much more effective than hiding behind a religious text. It's much more effective than hiding behind your big grandiose title. You're not running from your bullshit. It's right there. It's right there. You see it. You feel it. And you keep running back to me and people like me. If you really care about yourself... If you really care about the people that you are, uh, who follow you, that you're responsible for, if you really care about your relationship with your creator, if you really care about your wife and your children, your community, then your dick should not be your priority. Your excitement, your, your desire should not be your priority. It should not be your biggest priority. If you really care about being a whole person, a well-rounded person, the truth is what matters. Work through your shit. Stop hiding. 
Stop hiding behind your rituals and your religious texts and your testimonies and your title. Just stop it. It's bullshit. Stop running. Stop hiding. Oh. I probably get a new religious person once a week or once every two weeks at least. That's a lot, guys. That's a lot. There will be some of you who will be arguing with me even as you listen to this. That's not my concern. I tell you what, though. If the religious community were more real about what was happening, if they were more open, more transparent, you wouldn't have so many scandals. You wouldn't have so much bullshit going on. You just wouldn't. Be honest. If you are a religious leader, find someone to talk to. Be completely open and forthcoming with that person. Find someone to talk to. Be accountable. Start working through your stuff. Stop running and hiding. My name is Elisa. I've been speaking to you for almost 30 minutes. Today's the longest podcast ever. But I've been speaking to you for almost 30 minutes from my heart and soul. I know that everyone will not enjoy this podcast. It's not uh, kink-friendly. Kink is not the focus. And that's not all that I do. I take counseling very seriously. And when I see things that need to be brought to the light, I will bring them to the light. The topic can be as heavy as it needs to be. But I am a believer in the truth. And I'm a believer in really helping people to work through shit, not just taking their money and not sugarcoating things and making them feel good. Why do you need to feel good in the midst of your shit? What you need is to work through your shit and come out on the other side of it. If you're a religious leader, that's what you need to do. Work through your bullshit so that you can help yourself and then you can help others. And you know what I would prefer? That you not do it in the form of selling a book or a CD to your congregation. How about you just transform lives because your relationships with people are more sincere? Give that a try. Don't try to capitalize on this. Once you start working through it, don't try to sell something. How about just be real with people? Don't sell a book. Don't sell a CD. If you really care about people, then do something good for the sake of doing something good. If you find your way out, then help someone else to find their someone else to find their way out. This podcast is free. You do something to help yourself. Don't sell it. Help someone else. My name is Elisa. I'm speaking to you from my heart and soul. I'll talk to you guys another time.